It's my show. Oh my god. Skip it to the right. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. I believe, I believe. We made it through one of the worst years for Fleshies, and look at us, we're still alive. I'm so happy that I could probably cry. If dogs could. I'm so happy I could fart on cue and then run away from said fart. Well, you do that anyway. It's a brand new year and a brand new me. Oh yeah? How's that? How's that what? How's that it's a brand new you? Because I said so. That's stupid. What do you mean you said so? I decided that in 2021, I'm going to be a brand new me. Uh, how? Well, for starters, I'm a surfing dog. Yeah, not really. I surf the calm waters of the bay. Yep, that's not surfing. I'm a surfing dog. You paddleboarded like twice. Also, I am going to be less afraid of the kitchen. Okay, wait a second, wait a second. Are you already starting with your New Year's resolutions? Yeah, why? Well, because we should probably wait until we get to more of the middle of the episode because we always start with... From the skyscrapers of New York to the coast of California, this is Doggo News. In this week's Doggo News, the Department of Transportation in the U.S. have declared that airlines will no longer have to allow emotional support animals on planes, only service animals. What's the difference? Well, service animals tend to be doggos who help fleshies who are blind or maybe deaf so they can, like, cross the street and stuff. And emotional support dogs are like animals who help fleshies from anxiety, like uh, like when they get on a plane. So no more emotional support then from us doggos. Well, apparently the airlines were finding that some fleshies were abusing the system, saying that their pet Iguana Irene was an emotional support animal, or their turtle Tony. Oh, I see. So now only dogs can really be considered emotional support animals according to the new rule, but an airline can still charge you an extra fee for taking Fido along in the cabin if it's It's not a bona fide service dog. I don't want to go on a plane anyway. (laughs) Your butt's too big to fit under the seat. You ain't flying anywhere. Thank God. Me, on the other hand. Don't you have to be less than 15 pounds to fit under the seat? You're at least 18 pounds. Well, I can go on a diet. It's a brand new me, too. (laughs) Where are you going to go? Jamaica. Jamaica? Why Jamaica? Because Jamaica me crazy. (laughs) Oh, boy. No, seriously, I'm sick of mother and father traveling without me. You mean us? Your butt's too big, I told you. I like they been traveling anywhere lately anyway. But when they do, I want to go. I told you, I need to go to India. I can smell the garlic naan from here. You're crazy. You know, some terrible things have happened to dogs on flights when they're not seated in the main cabin. Dogs have died from the freezing cold in the cargo areas of the plane during transit. Oh, no. And there was a French bulldog who died inside the plane when a flight attendant put them in the overhead bin in a dog carrier. What? Did... That makes no sense. How would you work? Remember our place in the world, Indy. We know who's on top of the food chain and it ain't us. Damn aliens. No, stupid. Not aliens. Fleshies. Oh, right. And then right after Fleshies. Come just. No, fleshy children. Aren't they the same category as Fleshies? No way. Fleshy children are secondary citizens on the food chain. Just look at the way their parents treat them. True. All right, anyway, we're getting off topic. In other doggo news. In Mexico, a golden retriever mix was found chained to a bench with a handwritten note from its previous owner. Oh, jeez. What did the note say? It said, it hurts a lot to leave my dog here, but I made the decision of leaving him because my family used to mistreat him, and it would always hurt me to see him in that condition. If you're reading this and your heart wavers, please adopt him and take good care of him. If not, please leave this note in its place. 
That way others can read it and adopt him. Thank you. It was written in Spanish, though, by the way. Well, I should hope so. So what happened? Someone from a nearby shelter found him and unchained him. A shelter? Oh, no. So he went to the death camp? Oh, this is a terrible story. No, stupid. The dog, whose name was Max, but changed to Boston to mark his new life, found his new home via the pictures that were posted and the stories that were shared on his social media. Oh, thank God. You can find and see pics of Boston and read about this story on our Facebook page. I tell you what, if mother and father abandoned me on a park bench, it wouldn't take long for me to get re-snatched up, you know, because I'm so damn handsome. And humble. They snatch you up because you wouldn't stop whining and barking if you were just left there. Maybe. And finally, in doggo news... This is more like animal news. Yes, but it's important to doggos, and that's why it made it in this segment. Why would this be important to doggos? Well, it's about marsupials, and, you know, I've met a new friend in the backyard that happens to be a marsupial. Are you talking about the possum? Yeah, but he's, uh, he's technically an opossum. That's what I said. No, 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 you said possum. What did you say? Opossum. And the difference is... Opossums are native to the U.S. and Canada and are the only marsupials we got, and possums are only found in Australia and neighboring areas. How do you know so much? Well, when I first met Aussie, I called him a possum, and then he corrected me. His name is Aussie? Yeah, he looked more like a Paul, but since he's an opossum and not a possum, it makes sense that his name is Aussie because it starts with an O. Okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, so more on that later, how we two met, you know, because it's it's totally fascinating. Oh, I'm sure our audience is dying to hear So it. anyway, a group of U.S. scientists discovered that the Australian platypus glows in the dark, and upon the discovery, the Western Australian Museum decided to test out their theory on other marsupials. What? Would they glow in the dark? That proves that God was stoned when he created them. Well, they don't really know for sure why, but they think that maybe it's because the bulk of the animals are nocturnal. Like your new friend Aussie. Aussie with an O, not Aussie like he's Australian. He's American, but... He does speak with an Australian accent. Wait, this is getting really confusing. So the people at the museum grabbed a black light, turned off the lights, and shined them on other marsupials. You know, like wombats and moles and bilbies. What in the hell is a bilby? Well, they're like a pointy-faced rabbit with a rat tail. This is just getting weirder and weirder. I mean, if I saw one, I'd go after it. For sure. So all these kinds of little guys, they glow in the dark? Yeah, like a bunch of ravers with glow sticks. Can we go back to why Aussie with an O? has an Australian accent? You know what, Indy? That's a good question. I'm going to have to ask him next time we hang out. You mean the next time you go out in the yard and freak him out and then he plays dead? Yeah, that was only once. We're good now. You're good. As I recall the last time you went out there, you scared him up the wall backwards. Mama was so mad at you. <laughs> yeah, she used to think opossums were so gross until she found out that they were marsupials. Why does that make a difference? <laughs> it's something about carrying their young in their pouches that makes her sappy. <laughs> I carry my young in my fupa. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know. Anyway, me and Aussie are cool now. You'll meet him later. Really? Yeah, I asked him if he'd be cool with, you know, coming on tonight. He's going to come inside? The opossum is going to come inside? No, idiot, we're going to roll outside. Oh, no, really? It's too cold right now. Well, put on a sweater, you wuss. All right, all right, moving on. Let's get back to my resolutions for the new year. Oh, right, that. Why so cynical? I don't know, it just seems so futile. You know, Fleshy's always making a long list of things they swear they're going to change every new year, and then February 1st comes, and they're like already giving up on everything. Like what? You know, like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to stop drinking the sauce. Ooh, what kind of sauce? Hot sauce, barbecue sauce, sweet and sour sauce. I would never. Must 
mustard sauce, cream sauce, garlic sauce. Who are you, Bubba? All I'm saying is that there are so many delicious sauces, so why in the hell would you give them all up? These are just weird. Yeah, exactly. So are you ready for my list? So that went straight in and straight out. No, my list is feasible. Uh Uh-huh. My first resolution is that I'm going to try to not be so afraid of the kitchen. (laughs) Okay, let's examine this, shall we? Sure. The kitchen is where Mother makes all the delicious smells come from. Right. The kitchen is where we are fed, twice a day at least, sometimes three times if Mother decides to give us dessert. Ever since that episode with Jonna Devereaux, Mama's been making that delicious Greek yogurt with frozen blueberries for us. Healthy and delicious. The kitchen is also the portal to get to the backyard. Where your new friend, Aussie with an O in Australian accent, lives. I don't think he lives there. I think he just, you know, comes out at night to see if I'm out there. The freaks come out at night. The freaks come out. Like the possums. Opossums. And the kitchen is also where all the fleshy food is. Right. Where Clyde lives who takes all of our food, that nasty metal mutt. Fuck Clyde. The kitchen is also where the floor is different. Uh, it's a little different from the wood floors in the rest of the house, okay. It's colder and it has a weird smell. Well, it doesn't smell like wood. It also produces mean. shadows and the shadows are evil not to be trusted. So let me get this straight. You're willing to forego food, delicious smells, the gateway to the outside world, and our actual nourishment because the floor is cold and smells a little bit different and has a few shadows here and there? Yes! It's just fear, Indy. Do you know what fear stands for? It stands for nothing, but it represents a good chunk of my daily existence. No. No. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. Yeah, I don't get it. You're just making up stories that aren't real. Do you get it? No. Look, somewhere in that thick noggin of yours, you decided that the kitchen floor was bad. But it's just as easy to say that the kitchen floor is terrific. Because it is. Name one good thing about the kitchen floor. Not the kitchen, but the floor that is in there. All right, all right. Okay, well, it's uh, it's so slick and slippery that you can break dance on it. Exactly. That was a word that I was looking for. Slippery. I hate that it's so slippery. I can't get a grip on it, at least with the wood floors. There's a little sliver of wood that my claws can grip onto if needed. It's not like the floor is going to tilt and you're going to slide down it. Anyway, you know what? This is exhausting. Moving on to your next resolution. Okay, okay, okay. My next resolution is I'm going to eat my food better. Oh, God, yeah. You're a terrible eater. What's up with the long pauses between each bite so you can stare at Mother and give her that stoic, sad eye look? I mean, you're food is right in front of you. I don't know. It's just like sometimes I need to make sure it's okay to eat it. (laughs) What? You think she poisoned you? I don't know. It's just like I also like to look at mama. Well, it pisses her off. She just wants you to eat your food so she can wash your bowl and get on with her day already. Don't you get it? You know, sometimes, Eddie, you have to assert your power as a dog, no matter how you can do it. Yeah, you don't have to tell me about that. By taking the long pauses, I realize that mother isn't paying attention to me. Even if just that she wants me to eat my food. Weirdo. Except that sometimes you don't eat and she just takes it and gives it to Clyde or she puts it in the fridge and gives it back to you for your dinner. So how is that good? I mean, you get like dog food leftovers for dinner. That's like stale and totally gross. Well, I hate it when she does that. That's really why it's on my resolutions list. I'm really going to try. Okay, okay. Let's let's just wrap it up because this is boring me to tears. All right, all right. Finally, my resolution is that you're going to be nicer to me. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You heard me, Zaddy. <laughs> I'm sick of you always stepping all over me to get to Mama and Daddy oh. and whatever I'm getting love and attention from then. And 
You hear it from the other room where you were so happily, independently <laughs> hanging by yourself just to come in and steal all the love from me. <laughs> Relax, Cindy. And sometimes you push me aside when I'm eating my food, and then you just start eating mine. Well, I mean, if you're going to let me do it. <laughs> and what about when we see random squirrel outside? What do you do? You bite my neck to get my attention. I told you not to do that. Well, you got to get the squirrel for us. I mean, you're the pointer. You got to hunt those damn squirrels. And what about you humping on my butt as of late? <laughs> what about it? I told you that it's annoying. I just get excited is all. I just, I, I do it when we're about to go for a walk or something. I do not like it. No means no. Word. Don't be a D-bag. <laughs> Whoa. What? What's a D-bag? It's an idiot. I heard mom and daddy use it the other day when they were describing some guy's walk around the store with their masks on their chins. D-bags, they said. Oh, ah, that must stand for diaper bag. Anyway, be nicer to me. Don't be such a diaper bag. Yeah, okay, all right. I'm serious. It's a brand new year. Could be a brand new you as well as a brand new me. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, shit. Did you hear that? No, what? Hey, I think that's Aussie outside. I told him I wanted him to be on our show tonight, so maybe he's like, you know, letting me know he's ready. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, boy. That means that I have to go through the kitchen, doesn't it? Whoa, no, no, no. Whoa, no, no. Okay, whoa, ah, Okay, I'm out. I'm out. Woohoo. Mission accomplished. Hey, 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 Aussie, my opossum, what's up? Hello, mate. What you two up to this evening? Oh, nothing, you know, just chilling like a Dylan. Ah, which Dylan? You know, Bob, Matt, your choice. So, uh, Aussie, thanks for being our guest on our show today. Ah, sure thing, man, mate. My big little sister, Indy, here has a question for you. Go ahead, Indy, ask him. Well, uh, I was... I was just wondering, Mr. Aussie. Oh, that's my name. Don't wear that. Uh, okay. Uh, Mr. Aussie, I was wondering why you spoke with an Australian accent. You know, if you're from America, North America to be exact. Well, I'm still a marsupial. The other possums and I figured it would be best if we incorporated the accents as well. Makes it easier for family gatherings, conventions, and internet teleconferencing purposes. Uh, so wait, you said incorporate. Does that mean that you also speak with an American accent? Well, of course I can. Being able to do accents is a natural talent for actors. I had no idea that opossums could be actors. Well, we wouldn't be doctors. That would be difficult with our claws. 75% of us are natural-born actors. It stems from our need to play dead whenever we feel threatened. Oh, like you did with me that one time. Yes, sir. Right before we became mates. So what's your natural voice then? Well, I'm not really sure. I played so many roles in my time that I honestly don't know who the real me is. It's frustrating. I don't... I don't know who I am. <laughs> oh, wow. Aussie. Oh, that's deep. I- I'm so sorry that you you feel that way. I am sane. Do you believe it? Did you move? Did I shake you to your core? Oh, well, uh... <laughs> I believe you. That was an amazing performance. I feel like you know, I should be paid for the price of the theater ticket. Well, thank you. Thank you, Mike. One more question. Do you, do you have a baby in your pouch? I'm sorry? Well, you're a marsupial, right? Aren't you supposed to carry a little opossum in your pouch? Oh, DJ, oh what God, is that? What are you doing? Is that a baby rat coming out of your crotch? No, I was just showing you that I'm a male. Whoa, by sharing a hairy fork you keep between your legs? That's my penis there, Zeddy. It's your what? Haven't you ever seen an opossum's genitalia before? No, and I never want to again. Oh, God. 
It looks like it hurts. Can, can you pick things up with that? Male opossums do have fork-like penises, whereas our female counterparts have pouches since, you know, they do carry our young. Okay, I think this might be TMI for our listening audiences. What, don't your listeners like animals? Yeah, but they're dog lovers. They're not necessarily opossum people. Well, we're all creatures of God. I'm an atheist. Don't listen to Zeddy. I understand what you mean. We are all natural beings that deserve respect on this planet. Unless you have a fork penis. Zeddy! <laughs> just kidding. It's cool, Ossie. It's cool. <laughs> I just know now to stand in front of you instead of behind you. <laughs> well... I'll go get back to my brood. Anything else you wombats want to ask? No, I think that's about it. Thanks for coming on the show. You are our first marsupial. And probably the only one unless you go to Australia, mate. You are so good at that. Well, thanks. All right, then. See you in the darkness. Cool, cool, Aussie. All right, smell you later. Smell you later. You know, if I would have known that he was Australian, like... And an actor, I probably wouldn't have invited him on. I just want you to know that. You know I can still hear you. Oh, mate, I was just joking. Ha, 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 ha. All right, later, mate. No, but really, all the Australians are taking all the jobs over here, and I think it's stupid. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, stop it, you jealous little freak. Yo, I am seriously traumatized. Well, get over it. Did you hear what he said? His brood? Where do you think they live? Probably in the garage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean there could be other forked penis mammals hiding out there now? Probably. Oh, man, I honestly don't get you, Indy. You are afraid of your farts in the kitchen, but some deformed-looking creature living in our backyard doesn't freak you out? He is not deformed. It's just his species. Uh-huh. And by the way, I think it's extremely rude that you bring out a guest and then make fun of him because he's different. It's rude, it's mean, and it doesn't bode well for your character. <laughs> I was just joking. Don't make this so PC. I'm not making this penisly correct. I'm trying to say that all creatures have different shapes and sizes of genitalia, and it's messed up that you make fun of it, especially in front of them. I mean, look at your teeth. They're all snaggly and messed up. Come on. You're no perfect specimen of a dog, get over yourself. Come on, some people think my snaggle teeth are cute. And clearly some opossums think that a forked penis is fantastic. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any baby opossums. All right, all right, point taken. I'm an asshole. Moving on. I tell you what, let's have Aussie back out again in the future. I think the more you get to know him, the less strange he'll seem. All right, honestly, you know what? I don't think he's strange. I'm just jealous, you know, because he can do an Australian accent and I can't. Yeah, the truth comes out. Now let's get to on with the very first Monday Mud segment of 2021. Roll the intro. Oh yeah, we made a cool new intro. Here it is. Monday's Mutts. Today's Monday Mutt, we're celebrating the crossbreed known as a horgy. Ha, ah, I love porky pie. I said horgy, not porky. Whoa, that's embarrassing. I'm horny sometimes too, but I don't broadcast it. Horgy! Like a cross between a husky and a corgi. <laughs> I knew that's what you said. <laughs> Corgis are not common, but they are very cute. They have small little bodies and are fluffy as all bananas. Oh uh, yeah, bananas aren't fluffy. And they have a strong herding instinct. That's the corgi side. I bet some even might come with some blue eyes. I love blue eyes. Rakim down the street has blue eyes. Yeah, you're a bit horgy for Rakim. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, horgies didn't look like puppies for a lifetime because of their small corgi-like bodies. Oh yeah, kind of like you, huh? I am a medium-sized dog. Yeah, but your body is a bit longer than English short hair pointers. I might have a little corgi in me. Yeah, that's what she said. Stop being so horgy. I mean horny. <laughs> anyway, to check out these little horgy pups and what they look like, check out our Instagram page. And now for our next weekly segment. Read of the week. 
I thought we were going to change that. This week's breed of the week is the Azawak. Bless you. The Azawak is a tall, elegant sight hound from Africa that has a short, fine coat and can come in any color or color combinations, including red, clear sand, brindle, brown, blue, or black. These are some handsome dogs. Makes me almost want to jump on a plane and go to Africa. Whoa, settle down, Horgy. <laughs> they are known to be extremely loyal dogs who are also deeply affectionate and independent. Like me. Yeah, right. They weren't spotted in Europe until 1970, and they came from the Nigerian Middle Basin, among others, from the Valley of the Azawak. Hence their name. For hundreds of years, the Azawaks have been the companions of the Sahara Nomads. They have a lean, muscular bone structure, and they make good guardians and companions. The male Azawaks typically weigh 44 to 55 pounds, where the females weigh about 33 to 44 pounds, and their height ranges from 23 to 29 inches. They kind of remind me of greyhounds in terms of their shape and leanness. Did you know that they're also some of the fastest dogs in the world? I mean, you know, besides me in my younger days. Uh, also, according to the North American Kennel Club, the Azawak have been chasing gazelles across the scorching sands of the Sahara for more than a thousand years. Oh, God, that's a long time. They must be really tired. <laughs> Just kidding. Do you think they could be also related to the Ewoks, these Azawaks? Nah, doubt it. But they definitely sound like they should be in the Star Wars universe. Check out this beautiful breed on our Instagram page and our Facebook page. And let us know what you think. Also, these dogs are extremely rare, so if you see one, let us know. You know what else is extremely rare? What? You having good breath. <laughs> no, really, though. Can you just step back a little bit? Shut up, Zay. Your breath smells like Clyde's breath. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Moving on. <laughs> And now for this week's page from our upcoming book. 865 Reasons Why Having a Dog is So Much Better Than Having a Kid. Reason number 50. I hate you. Whoa, I hate you too. No, not me, the kid. That's what they say when they become teenagers. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Imagine if we said that to our parents. We'd be in the doghouse for sure. Yeah, like literally. If you have a kid, get ready for that kid to someday tell you that he or she hates you. Or if she or he is not saying it, they are thinking it. Some freshy psychologists say that this is merely a rite of passage. That when some kids say, I hate you, it separates them from them. Allowing them to form their own identity. Because before that, they were hanging on by their red tits. Or maybe not literally. Well, for some, literally. Could you imagine if our parents had to milk us? <laughs> you mean if they had to feed us by giving us their breast milk? Gross. That would be so weird, right? I mean, who in the hell drinks milk from another species? Fleshies. Oh, right. Cow milk, goat's milk, chocolate milk. Yeah, chocolate is it's not a species. Anyway, it's weird. No other animals drink another animal's milk for nourishment. Well, maybe their eggs, but not their breast milk. Well, we are getting way off track here. <laughs> right, right. Okay, where were we? I hate you. Why? Because it's the reason. What's the reason? I hate you. I know, but why? Enough. Are you a child or just pretending to be? I'm an actor, like Aussie. Yeah, like most failed rappers, they go to acting afterwards. But you're right. You know, we don't need any more explanation on this, do we? The point is, we doggos will never hate you. Even when you starve us or tie us up to a bench or cut off our tails. Horrible. Yeah, save it for another episode, Indy. It will be called Dog Amputations, you Whoa, we had to bleep that out. It was so profane. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Anyway, we still love you, Fleshies, even when you treat us badly. It's in our DNA. Your kids, on the other hand, not only will they grow up to hate you someday, but if they don't, then they'll end up having to spend years in therapy trying to figure out why you made them so miserable, but they still love you and want your approval. Sad. Knock, knock. Who's there? I hate you. I hate you who? <laughs> 
<laughs> this joke makes no sense. I just wanted to say I hate you. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for listening in, fleshy friends. Please reach out to us and say hello and let us know that you're listening. Yes. Sometimes we wonder, is anyone out there? Hello? I mean, except for our very special fuck kibble Patreons, Leisha Larson, Olga Ekman, Bailey, Lexi, Teresa, and Willie Walter. You too can become a fuck kibble Patreon for just $20 a month and get a special shout out every episode. Or for as little as three bucks a month, you can become a Patreon and get early access to our shows along with other great perks. Check it out at patreon.com forward slash the Zeddy and Indie Show. And check us out on the gram at the Zeddy and Indie Show and on facebook.com forward slash the Zeddy and Indie Show. Will you see all the cool pics and info from today's episode? You know, I think I'm going to get an ads walk for my next dog. Dogs don't have dogs, stupid. Yeah, I know. I mean, well, I'm going to tell mother and father to get one to replace you. Yeah, right. You can't live without me. Oh, I'll try. Oh, and on that note, thanks again for tuning in, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful Happy New Year week and your New Year's resolutions all come true. Ha, exactly. They're just like wishes, these damn resolutions. Daddy! And on that note, smell, smell you later! later.